With so many options for buying K-beauty these days, there has never been a better time to go all in on the benefits of Korean skincare. But whilst there are always great buys to be found, sometimes the deals really are too good to be true. Welcome to The Korean Beauty Show, where we're talking all things Korean skincare, makeup, and more. If you want to learn about the hottest trending products and ingredients straight from South Korea, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, we'll be diving in to take a look at the latest trends, as well as all the tips and tricks you need to perfect your K-beauty routine. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, professional K-beauty expert and founder of Korean beauty platform Style Story. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Style Story. Shop the best of K-Beauty with unique brands you won't find anywhere else, all from the comfort of your own couch. www.stylestory.com.au Hello and welcome back to another week of the Korean Beauty Show podcast. Uh, In particular, I would like to extend a big warm welcome to anyone who is just looking to dip their little pinky toe into the world of K-beauty. If you are new to K-beauty and particularly if you are new to the podcast, then welcome. I hope that you'll be able to pick up lots of little tips and tricks to help you on your K-beauty journey and to everyone else Of course, welcome back for another week. Thank you once again for hanging out with me on the show. So if you've ever Googled the phrase, did I get a fake K-beauty product, then this is an episode that you're going to want to stick around for because I'm going to go through all the signs to look out for for fake K-beauty products. So if you are having to Google the phrase, did you get a fake K-beauty product, or if you have to ask other people or post a photo on a forum, first of all, that is not a great sign, but there are some key signs that you can look out for to work out whether you have got an authentic K-beauty product or potentially whether you may have fallen prey to some of the unscrupulous people that are out there selling fakes. The first sign to look out for is obviously the price. Ask yourself the simple question, is the price too good to be true? So in general, the product price will be set by the brand and the retail price is what it is. So if you find the product at way below retail price, it's worth asking yourself if you have found the deal of the century or maybe whether it is just a plain fake. I mean, there are always going to be legitimate reasons why a product might be really well priced. It could be that the product has just been discontinued. In the case of K-beauty products, I know a lot of the time reformulations are a big thing. So it could be that the person is trying to clear out their stock before the latest, newest, upgraded version of whatever product it is hits the shelves. Sometimes products are being heavily discounted because they're nearing their expiry date. Um, It could be a whole heap of other reasons, like, for example, the shade is unpopular. So if we're, we're talking about Korean makeup, 
um, potentially that uh, products that come in a lot of different shades. Sometimes some shades just do not sell as well as others. I know that from brutal experience myself. Um, even if it's a really, really popular BB cream product, there are sometimes just some shades that people just don't buy for whatever reason. So that might be a legitimate reason why the product is being really, really discounted. But this is nevertheless just one of the signs to look out for. So that's the first one is price. The second sign is to look at the seller. So is the seller legitimate? Is it a trusted source for buying K-beauty products? I know it's always tempting to look for deals, uh, particularly on like the marketplace type platforms, um, cheap offline stores, or sometimes even like actual markets. I know I've seen K-Beauty products floating around at markets that I visited overseas, but that is not a great way to guarantee a real product. Uh, Particularly, I know when it comes to some of the online marketplace platforms, what they actually do is pool their stock together. So what that means is even if one seller is selling authentic products and sometimes the seller may actually be the brand itself what happens is at the warehouse on the in the back end they pull all the products together so say you have a cosrx snail essence and one is from the brand itself and then one is from a, a, a counterfeit product person. But what happens is all the people that are selling that particular Cosrx snail essence, when the orders go to get fulfilled, because the stock has all just been thrown in together, there is no way to guarantee that that product is going to be the real product. So if they become mixed up with the fakes, you could get unlucky. So my advice would be, obviously, if you can, if you can buy it directly from the brand, in the case of K-Beauty, a lot of times that's just going to be way too expensive or impossible or the international shipping is just going to be crazy. Um, so you can buy it from an authorized reseller or a, like a trusted source for K-Beauty goods. Obviously, Style Story is one of those places, but there are a lot of other people around the world as well that are known to be uh a safe pair of hands, I guess. People that are K-beauty experts, people that do this full-time for a living, they're the kind of people that I would be buying my products from. So we pride ourselves on being the only Aussie K-beauty retailer that actually does have a full-time team based in Seoul in South Korea. So we are obviously here on the ground and, and can keep an eye on that sort of thing. The other thing you can do is, I guess, ask the seller as well, you know, is this your platform if they're selling on a marketplace? Um, I know a lot of Korean beauty platform or brands in particular do seem to really like the international marketplaces. Um, I think that's just because for a lot of them, it is an easier way to get their products through to a lot of people. And particularly if they don't necessarily have like an international marketing team or an international speaking staff member, then if it is on one of these retailers, 
uh, a lot of different people can find the product who maybe otherwise wouldn't have found it. So I do know that there are a lot of uh, brands that do sell their products on the marketplaces. But unfortunately, like I said, even if there are a lot of people selling real products on them, if they get mixed in with the fakes, then it's just too bad for whoever ends up getting it. And that brings me to the number three sign to look out for is does the product look right? So this is a really important thing. Are there spelling errors on the packaging? Are there differences in the packaging? Is the printing really faded? Are the stickers wonky? Are the labels wonky? If you know how to read Hangul, how to read Korean, oftentimes you will see that there are spelling mistakes, but the same is true even in English, that there will be spelling mistakes that the brand likely wouldn't have made themselves. So this is whether you're shopping online or offline, one of the easiest ways to tell the difference between a real and a fake product. Uh, And of course, if you have tried the product before, then take um, a look at the texture, take a look at the smell. This is not uh, a guaranteed way to tell if it's a fake or not. I know, for example, that there are some brands that have slight variations and differences in their formulas between country to country. Dr. Jart is one of those brands. So if you are buying a product that was for sale in the Korean market, there is a chance that it looks, feels, and smells slightly differently to the product that you purchased in America or in Australia. So that is not a guaranteed surefire way to to tell, but that is a good way to at least then know to be asking the right questions. If you've tried the product before and the product that you've just received looks and feels and smells different, then you can go to the seller and be like, hey, why is this? Now, sometimes they'll just say, hey, this is the product that was made in Korea for the Korean market and the product that you tried if you bought it from X, Y, and Z it will be for distribution in that market and that's why it's different. So that's just one little way uh, to tell. And again, another reason that this is not always, I guess, a surefire way is a lot of brands do update their packaging on a fairly regular basis. And sometimes this is an actual measure that they've taken for anti-counterfeit purposes. So I know a lot of brands change up their packaging quite regularly to stay on top of the people that are faking their products. Um, So they might change the lid or change um, a couple of words somewhere on the label. So if that's the case, um, I know in the case of some of the brands that we deal with, like Benton, they will send an email around to us and let us know in advance, um, hey, everyone that stocks Benton products, um, we're making this change to the label. So if you get any Uh, queries from your customers about whether this is a genuine Benton product. If it looks like this, then the answer is yes. It's just that we've updated the the packaging. So that's um, quite common. You can obviously reach out to the brand itself and say, hey, is this one of your products or not? Um, Have you guys changed your packaging? But I guess it depends Um, how responsive the brand is as to whether you'll get an answer from that. Stockists should know, but not always because sometimes the brands don't tell us. Some brands are better than others, basically, than letting stockists know when they're going to be updating their packaging. 
So the other thing is that I have noticed that there is a little bit of a trend in terms of the brands that are more likely to be counterfeited. And I'm not quite sure why this is, because a lot of them are very cheap anyway. I know Eliza Becker has had a lot of problems in the past with fakes um, and their products are very, very cheap. So I'm not quite sure why um, counterfeiters think that it's worth making fakes of those products, but that is a brand I know that has had issues in the past. Uh, CosRx, a lot of um, a lot of que- queries and questions are asked. I know about CosRx products. Now I'm not sure whether that's because they are actually um, turning up a lot more fakes than other brands. Uh, it could be, or it could just be because they're selling them a lot more overseas that uh, a lot more people overseas are asking. I'm not quite sure, um, but they are two brands that I know and Innisfree as well. I do recall hearing a few years ago that um, one of their packs, their packs may have been counterfeited. And again, I thought it was really strange because the product itself is only maybe four or five dollars. Um, so I wasn't quite sure why that particular product was being um counterfeited again I don't really understand why counterfeiters do what they do for cheap products but anyway that is obviously not my specialty suffice to say that uh, fakes do happen in pretty much all industries it's not just luxury goods Uh, but that brings me to my next point so if you think that you actually have received a fake product what should you do So unlike, I guess, a handbag, a fake handbag that you might pick up at a marketplace somewhere, when it comes to skincare, we're putting the products on our face. We're putting them on our skin. So it's not all just about the branding and the branding looking right. It could actually end up being a health um, issue, maybe. So look, when it comes to the brands themselves creating products, obviously they have oversight of their entire manufacturing process. They have proper quality control and they have, you know, regulatory tests that the products need to pass to ensure that they're safe for sale. And the problem with fakes in general is that they're trying to capture the experience of the brand, but at a much cheaper price. So what that means is they need to try and squeeze every last cent of profit out of the product. So they will try and make it as cheaply as possible. So I would assume that if you're trying to make something as cheaply as possible, the first thing that would go out the window is things like safety testing and quality control because fake manufacturers don't need to worry about their reputation, right? They've essentially stolen someone else's good brand and good reputation and they're riding off that. So at best, I think what this means is that the ingredients are not going to be of the same quality as the brand in question at best. But at worst, it could be that the ingredients are completely different and that they are potentially harmful for your skin. I know I saw a documentary last year on Netflix that looked into this and it was really, really concerning, particularly with makeup palettes, some of the stuff that the uh, fake manufacturers were putting into their makeup palettes to try and like keep costs low. So, you know, it can be a problem. It's really, really hard to tell. So that's what I would say about what if you have actually got a fake, it's not going to be easy to tell whether it's safe to use it or not, unfortunately. So I guess it's up to you whether you want to try it um, or ditch it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a really personal call because obviously no one's going to, I don't think there are too many out there 
people out there who would get a fake and then go away and test it in a lab, uh, unless maybe you're making a documentary, in which case, let me know the name because I would like to, I'd like to tune in. Okay, so the other thing I should clarify is that when I'm talking about fake products, I'm not talking about dupes. So the definition of dupes within the skincare community is usually a product that has similar ingredients to another product and maybe a more expensive product. So if you love dupes, then keep at it. Dupes are not fake products. They're basically just similar ones from different brands. And if you are after a list of some of the best K-beauty dupes for more expensive products, then all the way back in episode 11, I did a big list of some of the well-known and popular K-beauty dupes. And I know that that is actually a way that a lot of people get started with Korean skincare in the first place is they're searching for dupes of skincare grails and there are a couple of really, really well-known and beloved Korean products that are similar uh, to other Western products in particular or even uh, other um, Asian products. I know SK2's first treatment essence. There are a lot of similar essences on the Korean beauty market to that uh, that contain that same key ingredient. So I guess this is just a couple of uh, uh, signs to look out for when it comes to fake K-beauty products. The first one was whether the price is too good to be true. The second one was to take a look at the seller Uh, and whether they're legitimate or not. Uh, The third one is to have a look at whether the product looks right in terms of packaging, printing, and obviously the look and feel of the product itself. So I hope that you have picked up a couple of useful tips for that. Um, Look, I don't want to alarm anyone. It's I think fakes is a thing that a lot of people are scared about. I don't know how likely people are to encounter fakes or not. Uh, But I guess if you think that you have got a fake, hopefully you can go through some of those steps to work out whether you really should be worried about it or whether maybe it's just a slight difference in a batch or an upgraded formula or a product that has been made for a different market than the one that you are shopping in. So if you have found today's episode useful, I would absolutely love and appreciate a review and also a rating if you can spare time to do that. And then otherwise, I will see you next week. I will have another episode all ready to go for you guys. I hope you have a great week and let's talk then.